Welcome to the No Toes Down podcast at BitCat Country and SB Nation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Toes Down and email us at notoesdown at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe and rate us. Hey guys, it's another win for the Jaguars. How are you feeling, Trev? Oh man, feeling pretty good. <laughs> Two and two, it felt like the season was over and now it's back. So I'm feeling good. Oh my God. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about me feeling good? Oh, pretty good. It's better than you being wrapped in a blanket like a burrito on the couch, just (laughs) being miserable. Yeah, it it almost felt like it was going to happen again like that yesterday. But, you know, Minshew just pulled the victory out of the, the out of the jaws of defeat if that makes sense oh, and absolutely. yeah and it was great you watched the game with me what'd you think about it it was actually very interesting of a game to watch only because i usually prefer when they score have a touchdown first and they didn't and they didn't and i thought oh god here's that familiar feeling yeah right? it did and feel it was, like that it did feel like that for a minute so Seeing them pull this through was kind of amazing. And also just watching Minchu like weave and wind his body and contort it in different ways and miss all these like, um, what do you call them? Tackles. <laughs> tackles. Yeah, he was evading that, the tackles. Evading those tackles yeah. like some leprechaun with a pot of gold <laughs> at the end of a rainbow. Can't get your fingers on him. <laughs> That's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, let's recap the game. I mean, it looked terrible to start. Jags were down 14 pretty quickly, and um, Denver had the ball up 14, and Shy Ronnie Harrison came up with a massive Shy interception. Shy Ronnie came up with a massive interception kind of turned the momentum around. The Jags had a touchdown right after that, right before half to DJ Chark, still playing amazing, but unfortunately got turned back. Uh, Cam Robinson penalty, settled for a field goal, but still going into the half down 11 instead of 17 or 21. And whatever was said at that halftime speech, Doug Marone and the coaches, they got a bottle of that because the Jags came back and scored 14 straight points, dominating on offense, running the ball like crazy. Ooh. Fournette ran for 190 yards in the second half alone. Raquel Armstead Armstead was running, and the O-line was getting a big push. And, you know, like you said, Minshew was like the leprechaun just making plays. And, you know, they took the lead by three. Then they took the lead by six. And it felt like the game was over, up six, three minutes. And then, you know, it happened again. Six plays later, down one. And I think I said to you, oh, my God, they're going to lose the game. It was pretty sad, but it's different this year because Minshew with the minute 32, that's like an eternity for him. He drives the team down. No big deal. And he wins the game. He gets, he gets Josh Lambeau into field goal range. He's taking hits. He's limping. People think he's going to have to be taken off the field and he's throwing strikes. DD Westbrook fighting for extra yards. Then he throws one to Conley fighting for extra yards. And all of a sudden the Jags are like inside the 10 yard line. And, you know, Lambo, he's automatic. How do you like your Lambo? Exactly, because that's what he is. And the Jags win the game. Oh, man, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was really good to watch, to be honest. They were, it was weird because I didn't get this feeling of despair. You didn't? Well, you know when you feel like, oh, this is where it's going again. But on the field, watching them play, 
they didn't seem like they had given up. And Minchu almost just sort of went in without, it seemed like he didn't feel the pressure. Mm -hmm. He wasn't going in like seeming anxious or anything. He just went in and played. And I think that's one of the good things about him being a, a stand in, like he, there's no pressure on him. Yeah, everyone's so focused on, you know, his whole persona and the jorts and the the funny clothing and all that stuff. But people are kind of forgetting and overlooking how well he's playing. And I, I think this week they'll start figuring it but, out. But, but yeah. I do want to say that yeah. sometimes people who actually perform well don't need you to focus on their performance. Oh, for sure. Like the fact that nobody's out here quoting his stats to him and all of that might actually make him feel like, oh, okay, um, this is cool. I'm just here playing, you know, doing what I do. Enjoying it's, the game. Exactly. You're not so focused on it because the moment some people, you start throwing numbers at them and making them become obsessed they with start their thinking numbers, about those numbers, they just can't let it go and they can't focus so well. So maybe this works for him, you know, yeah. rock those clothes, Minshew, <laughs> rock them, especially that headband. Also, where did you get it? I want one. I want one too. All right. Well, there were some good quotes after the game. Do you want to go through our, uh, our segment? What did they really mean? Absolutely. Okay, let's do it. All right. I'll read the first one and it's about Josh Lambeau. It comes from Josh Lambeau, and he was asked why he and Calais Campbell have such a good relationship and why Calais always seems to be there for him after he makes a kick. And Josh says, I think we just have a crush on each other. And then later goes on to say, but he might be the best leader I've ever been on the same team with. And he finishes with, he makes me want to be better. I get giddy thinking about how good of a person, how great of a teammate he is. He is Duval. First of all, he used the word giddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I, it's a real football term, giddy. I really like him already, um, just based off of that. But I will say that in seriousness, you do get heavy bromance vibes from this quote. Oh, yeah. Which is absolutely what he means anyway. Um, I can tell that they definitely hang out off the field. But one of the things that I remember when... Um, Ramsey. Oh, the one and only Ramsey. <laughs> we forgot about him already. Well, he wasn't there. Well, he was there, but he wasn't playing. Anyway, um, when he had said that, you know, they have like a close-knit relationship on the team, like how he wanted the best for his teammates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always reference to that. And this is kind of proof that there's no exaggeration about the relationship between the players on the team. It's almost like that coworker you go to rant to about work that makes it, you know, worth it and tolerable. I think the big thing about this is that, you know, if there wasn't a good relationship amongst the locker room with all the crap that's gone on through the first few weeks, I think the team would be just crumbled and 0-4 and everyone talks about Doug Marone has lost the locker room, but it's clearly not the case with all the crap that's gone on for them to stay 2-2, two and two, win two in a row. Um, I think it, it it definitely shows that the team is close together and, and they're there for each other. All right, uh, next quote, and this one's kind of funny. This is Brandon Linder, the team's center, on being asked if they knew that Leonard would have a good game. And he says, yeah, we bleep knew it. We knew we were going to bleep run the ball, and that's what we did. 
The reporter was pretty speechless. And then Linder also said he would shave his beard and keep his mustache for next week. Thoughts on Brandon Linder's expletives. Does he think that when he hears bleep on TV that people actually say bleep? Yeah, I don't know. That was very weird. I know. Well, makes me think like, you know, he's probably in a household where there's a child, so he censors himself strongly. <laughs> Could it's be, like, yeah. It's like when people say, sugar, honey, iced tea, and you're like, what? Shut the front door. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of hilarious that he did that anyway. Um, <laughs> I think it's great that he'll grow a mustache. Do you think Nick will grow one too? Who's Nick? Oh. No, seriously. <laughs> Nick oh, Big Dick Nick. <laughs> you forgot about him. Uh, no, nah, I don't think Nick's going to grow a mustache. You see him. He kind of looks like the preppy guy. You know, there's been a few videos of him, you know, going around of him on the sideline on Thursday night. That does not seem like a mustache man. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Anyway, on to the next quote. Leonard Fournette on what he saw from Gardner in the second half. He said, his name is the jockstrap king. He's playing his part. What more can I ask from him? And I apologize to him for the last couple of weeks. I was very frustrated and I didn't congratulate him like I was supposed to. And he is doing a hell of a job. The jockstrap king. That is an unreal nickname. Whatever else we've come up with Gardner Minshew for nicknames. I know Mississippi Mudslide. I think jockstrap king is what we use from now on. But I actually do think this is quite an important quote for showing Leonard's maturity I think he's basically saying I was just too into my own stats and my own performance, and I wasn't seeing the total package of what was going on with our team. And even though he had a couple frustrating games and he wasn't getting the stats and the yards, you know, he was more focused on that and not on how Gardner's doing and leading the team to win. And I just think it shows some maturity, some leadership that he is growing. And I think it's a great quote and he's, you know, he's there for his team, not for himself. And he just wants to win. So I appreciate that. I'm sure Gardner appreciated that. I'm sure Gardner didn't think he had to apologize, but you know, the gesture is nice. Um, and another part about Leonard kind of growing up and being a captain, you know, we all saw the disgrace that Cam Robinson put together at the end of that game when the Jags were lining up for the field goal. And he was more worried about not being punked and fighting the Broncos of course, the Broncos were trying to get him to fight. They wanted him to get a flag, so they pushed him back 15 yards. And with the win that was going on in that game, there's a good chance Lambeau doesn't hit it. And Leonard, after the game, was livid. After they won, you know, he wasn't there celebrating. He was yelling at Cam Robinson, like, dude, it's not about you. It's about the team. We're here to win. You can take that, that crap out else, you know, another time, but not when the game is on the line. And that was ridiculous. We've seen a few things like that this year already, and that needs to stop because it will come back and bite the team. But, you know, props to Leonard. He had an unreal game. And, uh, you know, the first thing he did after the game was try and show someone, no, it's about the team. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you want to go around the league? Why not? There's not much, but there is a pretty hilarious one. And I'm interested to hear on what you think. So the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, his name's Andy Reid. And he's been a great coach for a long time. And after his team pulled out a close win in Detroit, this was the message in the locker room. 
Hey guys, not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect. The end result, though, is that sucker's painting is going to sell for a million dollars. Thoughts huh? on that? <laughs> yeah. Huh? That is, I'm lost completely. Okay. Well, there's a couple of fatal flaws in this thing. Mozart's not a painter. Yeah. Mozart was a musician. <laughs> so if he's thinking of, I don't know, Picasso maybe. Sure, I guess it works a little bit, but still, he's he's trying to say, he's basically trying to tell his team like, hey, it doesn't have to be a perfect game as long as you get in the win, get the win in the end. Um, but you got to know your historical he art a little so better. Many than this. Other analogies or whatever it is, like he could reference another player or something. How many players on that team do you think were like Mozart wasn't a painter? Andy, There's percentage, 5, 10, 15? I have faith, but I know I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that was, that was pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, not much else around the league. Like we said, the AFC South is locked up at 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Jags have a real good chance to, to make a move. Um, the rest of the league doesn't really matter right now. It's about Minshew Mania and Leonard Fournette getting close to leading the league and rushing and you know, the defense playing well, and unfortunately, Jalen Ramsey doing his thing. Speaking of Jalen, you want to talk about him? What's going on? He looked somewhat engaged from the sidelines because he kept pacing. Um, I noticed that his hair was braided nicely. Yeah, it usually is. Is he still sick or is he injured? I don't think anyone really knows. Um, he was sick to start the week, and then he was injured. And then his wife had a baby, so he missed part of the week to go to Tennessee for the birth of his daughter, which is amazing. Congrats to him. But then there was news he was coming back to the team and traveling back to the game, and obviously he did, but then he didn't play. So no one's really quite sure. This is a really strange situation. Um, I don't think anyone quite knows where Jalen's at, if he wants to still be with the team, if he still wants to be out, you know, if he got paid, would that make him happy? I don't I don't think anyone really knows. So I'd like to see him out there. I think the game would have been much easier if he was out there against Denver, Trey Herndon, bless his heart, but he struggled uh, and he's not the same caliber of Ramsey. So, I mean, I'm fine if they don't trade him. I'm fine if they do trade him, but if you're not going to trade him, hopefully he'll come out and play. I have a special question for you. Okay. And I'm interested in your answer because I don't think you've ever had a jersey before. So if you could buy any jersey for the Jags, who would you choose and why? Hmm. Jags jersey. Well, first of all, it has to be the dark one because I'm always about like black and white. You know how I am with my colors. But... I want to just wing it and be my own, I don't know, outrageous self. But how about I get a jersey and then rather than it having a name, there is an engraved mustache <laughs> above a number. And the true fans know. They just know. know. They, know what they that just is. know. Yeah. People yeah. will be confused and wonder if you like crossed off whatever was written there. But it's just a mustache. People will know. I like that. That's pretty creative. I wonder if... Uh... The Jag shop can actually create that. Someone's going to do it. Yeah. I think. That's a good one. Surprise. I have a question for you, too. Uh-oh. What is it? When Nick 
Nick, who you just forgot a while ago. <laughs> Nicholas Foles, yes. When he's ready to return, do you want him back on the field? Well, I can't answer that right now. It all depends on how the Jags do. It's a, it's a win-loss business, right? So if the Jags, say when Nick's back week 10, after 10 weeks, sorry, after 10 games, and the Jags are seven and three, then no, because that may, that means Minshew's played well and the team's winning. If they have a losing record, then yeah, you probably bring Nick back. Um, and then there's that gray area if they're, you know, six and four or five and five. It's a tough, tough decision, and it really depends on how Minshew's performing and, you know, how how the wins and losses stack up and how Minshew plays. So it's a tough one. I would love, would love to say, no, I don't want him back because that means the Jags are playing well and winning and you just keep riding Minshew. But um, yeah, we'll see. It's, a, think, it's an exciting problem to have. Yeah, I know, but they're not going to let Nick just sit there for all those millions of dollars that they're paying for him, even if Minshew is doing an amazing job. Well, that's, that's the problem. If, if, if the front office thinks like that, then, you know, they're not doing the right job or the right thing. The, the point of it is to win. So if you're going to say, oh, well, we paid this guy and we he, we need to put him in. Sorry, that's that, that's not going to look good. And I know I know for a fact the fans will not be happy with that. That's true. But also you need to think of it from the perspective of Nick, right? How do you think he feels? Feels? <laughs> what do you mean feels? It's about he winning won't... and losing. Yeah. I'm sure he feels good making 22 million a year. Oh yeah, that's true. There's yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, you know, we'll we'll revisit it week by week, but uh, I ideally Minshew keeps winning, and then we don't have Nick Foles come back in. But we'll see. We'll play that by you. All right. We can't go through a podcast without our world famous sweeping the nation segment of what would Blake do? All right, and I have a scenario for you. Ooh. So. If Blake Bortles was given the ball down one with a minute and 32 seconds left after the defense just relinquished the six-point lead you worked all game to get, what would he do? Jag lose. That was the shortest what would Blake do on this podcast. Well, let's talk about next week, Sunday. Jags at Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern. We were supposed to go, didn't end up working. How you feeling? No Cam Newton. Ooh, what's wrong with Cam? Cam has a hurt foot, but their guy has stepped in. Kyle Allen, I think his name is, and he's won two games in a row. Very similar to like how Minshew has done. Oh, so, so he's their version of Minshew. Yeah, just not as cool. And so it's kind of a bit of a battle of the unknown young quarterbacks and you know, I really don't know what to expect in this game, but I'm excited and, and a chance to have a winning record after five games, especially after the start. Geez, that would be incredible. They, the Jags have a chance to win this, but they got to play well. Yeah, absolutely. Every single time, guys. And stop shoving people randomly and hand Cam to Robinson. Matt. What? Cam Robinson. Oh, yeah. Him. Just cool out. Just give him an ice cream or a popsicle. Sit down on the bench. Yeah. Calm down. Well, I'm excited for the game, and I know everyone else is. And, you know, let's embrace this week. The Jags are 2-2. Two and two. We got a, a Minshew Mania. Fournette's playing well. 
hopefully we can figure some some stuff out with Ramsey. But I'm excited, and let's just let's just enjoy this and have fun watching the game next week. All right, see you guys next week. All right, bye. Bye.